Hey folks, welcome back to the Friday show here on the Culture Jack podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Dustin. And today on the show, I'm going to ask you the question. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm basically asking myself the question, am I too old for video games? Uh, so I appreciate you guys stopping by. I appreciate you checking out the Culture Jack podcast, uh, the Friday show specifically, the show that we're talking about today. But we do have a variety of shows that we do every week. We've got tomorrow, we've got on today's episode, and I think Anthony's doing the one for tomorrow. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, then on Sunday, we have the Weekend Wire, uh, Anthony's regular show where he discusses movie news and all about the movie industry. And then on Monday, he talks uh, about, you know, whatever he's interested in at the moment, whatever he wants to talk about, whatever has has piqued his curiosity and struck his fancy is what he'll talk about. And then we have, of course, this show, The Friday Show. And on The Friday Show, similar to The Monday Show, I get to talk about what I want to talk about. And today, what I want to talk about is video games. Specifically, am I too old for video games? I'm not really, really sure what inspired this question, what inspired this topic, um, Maybe it was watching these young kids playing video games. Maybe it was watching my own children play video games. Uh, the young kids I'm referring to, of course, are streamers, YouTubers that are, they're just very deeply ingrained in the video game space, a space that I used to find myself very deeply involved in, but because of other things, because of work, because of family, because of other hobbies, uh, because of other distractions, I've found myself playing less and less and less video games, which isn't a super big problem, to be honest, but gaming for me has been a, a long time passion. I don't know what it is about uh, games specifically, whether it's just, you know, the pretty colors in the games, the interesting sounds, the fact that in no other medium can you control the main character. If you read a book, yes, you can put yourself in the position of the main character. If you watch a movie, you can sympathize with the main character's plights. You can sympathize with their emotions. But in no other medium, if you want the character to move to the left, well, then that is, that is strictly your choice. You have agency in a video game that you just don't have in these other mediums. So my gaming history, and I've talked about it on Culture Jacked before, the very first one that we got to play was the Atari. Um, my, my grandpa had it back in his shed, and so we oftentimes would play the Atari in the cold, and these were older games. And then my grandpa also had a regular Nintendo, the first Nintendo, and then uh, we finally got our own console. We got a Super a Super Nintendo, which we played the hell out of that Super Nintendo. My brothers and my friends and myself, you know, we had the adapters where you could hook more than two controllers to it. You could hook uh, up to up to four extra controllers, I believe it was. This is to play stuff like uh, Mario Kart. And this is a time, kids, let me remind you, where all of the controllers were wired. So you had to sit relatively close to the TV. And I mean, 
honestly, you didn't really have an option to not sit relatively close to the TV because the TVs were much, much smaller uh, than they are today. Um, then, of course, from the Super Nintendo, my brother and I, we kind of branched off and got different. He went the Nintendo route, got the Nintendo 64. I got the PlayStation. I kind of stuck with the PlayStation through the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3. I never really got the Xbox. He continued on with the GameCube and the Nintendo Wii. And then I moved over to Xbox 360 and Xbox One, and then now the Xbox Series line of consoles. Uh, I also have a PlayStation 4, though I don't play it nearly as much. So I, though I wouldn't consider myself a hardcore gamer, I am a, a, a long-time gamer. I'm not one of these casual, you know, pick up your phone, play Candy Crush, play... Uh, what's what's the other big one? Clash of Clans, Cut the Rope, Angry Birds, that sort of thing. I mean, I've played those games, but they're not mainstays in my personal library, I guess. One of the things that I like most about video games is the thrill of, of the competition of the video games. And whereas a regular sporting activity, where I've been decent at sports, but video games evens evens the playing field. You have, uh, everyone has the same options. Everyone has the same layout, the same setup. And yes, a quicker reaction time or reflexes or, uh, or strategy could play into it. It's a much more even playing field. And that's why I enjoy just absolutely destroying my brother Logan over and over and over again in these video game competitions that, that I have. So I love the competition. I, I love the camaraderie and the community and the friendships that I've built up around video games. And I, I also just like evolving technology, new and interesting design that comes from video games. So with all of that, with my history fully disclosed to you, I asked the question to you, are you too old for video games? And then I ask it again to, to myself Am I too old for video games? Now, if you are a person in their mid-30s, in their late 20s, um, you will have had, I'm sure of it, uh, and I don't think it's as prevalent now as it was 10, 20 years ago, but you will have had people telling you for probably the last decade or two that you are too old for video games. I mean, they've told me that I'm, I'm too old for video games. They said, you're too old for these cartoons that you watch. And I say, excuse me, they're actually anime. <laughs> I don't, I don't do that. But, uh, am I, am I wasting my time? Am I wasting my life on this thing? And so this is a thing that gives me joy. It gives me pleasure to do. And if this is a waste of time. If playing a video game where you have agency over a character that you get to move around a world that has been so uh, lovingly crafted by these video game developers and designers, then so too is reading a book. Then so too is watching a movie. Then so too is uh, participating in a sporting event with your friends, family, or coworkers. These things, you, it, and I guess this is this is more of a nuanced argument. It's part of a larger argument uh, of how important art is in our daily lives as human beings. But 
if only those things that are not a waste of time are those things that produce something like tending to a garden or uh, carpentry, building, building something with your hands or, or uh, making a profit, making money, then, you know, what, <laughs> what meaning does life have beyond just surviving? Uh, you want to live too, right? And part of that living is enjoying art, in, enjoying books, enjoying movies, enjoying music, and enjoying video games. So I don't think it's a waste of time. If you find that kind of fulfillment, now, of course, it can become a waste of time. It can become a burden. And uh, there's even recent classifications of video game addiction. And those are those extreme cases where where people avoid, you know, their daily responsibilities. They uh, avoid uh, practicing good hygiene, their relationships fall apart, their family unit disintegrates, they get divorces, lose their children, lose their jobs, that sort of thing. And so it can be very serious and it can evolve into something very serious. But on the whole, for the most part, it's just another thing that people that people enjoy. Art doesn't need to have a purpose beyond our appreciation. And I, and I think that is part and parcel to the way that these things were designed, built, written, and, and produced for us. Like a book author, yeah, they produce a book for a profit, but they also produce it because they want their stories heard. And so, like I said, I was very interested in this medium ever since I was a child. And children are funny because uh, even my own kids, technology is just such a draw to them. And they're so much better at it than I was at their age. Well, frankly, because we didn't have that kind of technology at that time. However, we had early computers. We had floppy disks. We had the Oregon Trail. We had, what was that one where you, where you got to go to Soapy Smith's Saloon? We had Where in the World Was Carmen Sandiego. We had uh, very rudimentary paint programs. And we, we were there for the beginning of the popularization of the internet where it really came into its own emails became a thing, uh, websites and domains became a thing. And so we were there at the onset, but believe me, everything that we could get our hands on is something uh, that, that we were very, very interested in. Uh, I do like controlling the main character. It's always nice to be the main character of your, your own story. And I think the problem with, uh, the, I was going to say the problem with people, but the problem with people that don't appreciate video games that think they're a waste of time. These people, I don't feel like have a good imagination. I mean, yeah, you're playing someone else's art, so you don't need that much of an imagination, but if you can better transport yourself into the shoes of a main character, well, then you're going to have a much, you're going to have a much, much better time. Uh, so I, I think playing video games works right in tandem with those that have the ability to have a good imagination. People that get lost in a book and completely get just involved in the story so much so that they can picture themselves there. They can picture how the air smells and tastes and what the textures are like on trees and on fabric. People with good imagination can better appreciate these 
kind of artistic things. And that's what video games are. Video games are art. And maybe I'll do a podcast on that uh, at a at a separate time. But these video games, they have grown along with the tech technology. Like I said, they have evolved beyond what they were. Uh, I've enjoyed many different kinds of, of video games. And the, the ones that I like the most are community-driven games where I'm sitting on a couch with one of my buddies or my kid or my wife and I'm enjoying a game with them. Couch, couch co-op games are very integral to, to video game and video game history. Uh, LAN parties. Anyone remember LAN parties? I remember after after classes were over in high school, we would all go into the computer lab where people that were much smarter than me had set up these LAN parties where we could play Quake 2 and Half-Life 2. Was it Half-Life 2 or Half-Life 1? Whatever it was, it was the multiplayer version of Half-Life and we would just we would play for an hour or two after class. I don't even remember if I got any shit uh, from my parents about that, but we'd have these gigantic land parties and it was one of the most uh, exciting aspects of games. And then came online gaming. I'll remember forever. The first game that I, I really played or the first game I really remember enjoying in an online atmosphere was actually, uh, what was it called? Burnout. Um, not need for speed. They've since rebranded as need for speed, I believe, or those games became kind of morphed together they they kind of merged maybe anyway it was burnout and i remember it was the first game that we played online and we hooked it up in our apartment that was above a salvation army and my roommate angry and myself and my brother we hooked up this this burnout online and we hooked up a microphone first time we'd done it and we were racing against a dude from australia and it was awesome because we were all drunk, having a good time. He sounded like he'd been tipping back a couple, but we got this friendly rivalry going. And it was, it was just very much fun. So one of the things that drives me toward gaming is the community aspects of gaming and how, you know, you can read a book at the same time someone else reads a book and then you guys can get together and talk about it afterwards. But gaming, like movies, is something that you can enjoy together and it's cool too because in a movie yes you are experiencing the same story at the same time as someone else but in a video game you are both interacting with the environment and if it's in a com competitive space then the things that you do will have an effect on your buddy and the things that uh, you both do together if it is a cooperative type experience will have an effect on the world so you both have an opportunity to change the world in tandem with with one another and video games is still a relatively young industry i mean as it as it became more and more popularized in the 80s and in the 90s this is still brand new i mean it is you know billions of dollars every year in the video game industry uh but we've still got a long way to go i i'm i'm eagerly anticipating the day where we all have haptic feedback bodysuits and can get into a real-life skirmish in a VR that has what feel like real-life consequences. So it has grown a lot in a very short amount of time, but until we get to that VR state, 
I feel like maybe we are having some uh, stagnation in terms of innovation. And I know people that play video games actively will scoff at that. They will look at that statement with great disdain. But on the whole, video games have remained largely the same for the past decade, maybe two decades, in that uh, there's small graphical improvements. We talked about Unreal Engine 5 and the Lumen and Nanite systems that are contained within that uh, within that program. But beyond that, you can, you can look and see how I, AI interact. You can look and see where your character at the, the press of a button will kind of snap to whatever environmental tool that they need. And you can kind of see behind the curtain. This happened to me in animation a long time ago. I remember watching, it was one of the, one of the many, many sequels to Land Before Time. And in animation, there is a technique that's used where many of the backgrounds are, you know, these beautiful painted backgrounds. But if there was a, a tree that was about to fall or a rock that was about to cascade, when they entered a new scene, that tree or rock would be, would be done in a different kind of uh, art, art uh, style. It'd be done in a way that you could tell that it was about to move. That tree was about to fall. That rock was about to collapse uh, down the down the hill. And so, again, it's kind of like seeing behind the curtain. A fun fun fact uh, that has nothing to do with video games, really. Hanna Barbera masterminded a technique that many of the characters was it Hanna Barbera? Yeah, I think so. Or it was He Man. Maybe it was Kevin Smith talking about it in his. Uh, he-Man podcast on Fat Man Beyond, but one of those masterminded an art technique in their animation where many of the characters, it must have been Hanna-Barbera because many of the characters wore ties or great big collars on their, on their shirts, and they did that to include Scooby-Doo with his collar and those, those types of things. They did that so they would not have to animate the rest of the body. They could move the head and neck separate from the rest of the movements of the body, thereby creating the illusion that the character was animated. But for many, many of the scenes, the, uh, the, the neck down was not animated at all. So I thought that was really interesting, really neat, just like a, a money-saving, a time-saving uh, animation trick. But at the same time, you still got out these, these shows that people, you know, absolutely loved and adored. I mean, anime's got very, very similar tricks not very similar, but they've got similar tricks as to where instead of moving the character, they will move the camera across a, a particular piece of art and thus giving the illusion of movement. I mean, once you see it, you'll, you'll never be able to unsee it. Where was it? What was I talking about? <laughs> oh yeah. Stagnation, uh, in the industry. And I think maybe me being able to see behind the curtain a little bit more than when I was a child, when I was a teenager, now that I've had so much experience with games and I see the uh, identical tricks being used in different games, I don't know if that has taken some of the magic away from me. Maybe that is why I play video games less. And it, I, I don't, like I said, enjoy video games less. I just have less time to game nowadays. When I was young, 
Someone else was uh, making all the money to pay the bills. Someone else was keeping up with the upkeep of the house. Someone else had children. I certainly didn't as a child. When I was young, I had so much time to play games. Granted, you know, my parents kicked my ass outside every so often because I was playing too many games. Uh, I remember being over at my buddy Jake's house one time and we were playing Tekken 2 and his sister came into his room where we'd set up the game and told us that it, it smelled like boys in there because we've been playing so long. But I don't have that kind of uh, time today. And it's, it's not even that I don't have the time. I do have the time or I could make the time. But not even with things that are productive like doing the dishes, mowing the lawn, uh, whatever, whatever else it is, um, I'm occupying my time with other things that like social media accounts. There have been times where, you know, I've had two hours to play a video game, but instead I wasted it away scrolling through TikTok. So I'm prioritizing that extra time that I do have on things that aren't necessarily productive. But there again, there I go talking about productivity and the need for something to be a utility in order for it to not be a waste of time. So going through TikTok and enjoying that art, enjoying the true comedic geniuses that are, are just finally getting their chance to appear on a platform like TikTok is art. And so again, I'm not really wasting my time. My time has just, <laughs> it's kind of switched around from prioritizing one type of kickback enjoyment of art uh, for, for another. Another thing that got me thinking that I might be a little too old for video games, and <laughs> I don't know how many times I have uh, prefaced this or I've, I've uh, put a disclaimer on it, I don't feel like I'm too old for video games. I feel like video games, anime, are going to be things that I enjoy to my death. Whether I get time enough to play and watch them is an, another matter entirely. But skill levels. Uh, like I said, I play many video games with my brother. And when we play video games, games like Rocket League, games like Towerfall, there's this hyper-competitive uh, streak to them. And and we have a, a good time, you know, talking shit. We, we brag and... <laughs> we're a little insufferable toward each other, but it's a good, it's a good fun time. Now I can compete effectively with my brother. I cannot compete with a seasoned overwatch team that has figured out the most current and latest meta and really perfected it with their healers, their tanks and their attackers or their assault. I don't even know what they're called for God's sakes. I just want to, I just want to be Symmetra and I want to put my little drones, my little turrets all over the place. That's all I want to do. And so for Overwatch fans out there, I'm sorry if I've ever been on your team and ruined your plan because I did not play a healer or I did not play. What's the big guy? Reinhardt. Yeah. You know what? Screw you guys. Anyway, I'm there to have, have a good fun time, not stay on the, <laughs> Let's not stay on the payload. Um, but I used to be able to before these ultra highly specific and highly specialized gamers came out of the woodwork. Apparently, I used to be able to pick up any game and then just be pretty dang good at it. 
on the outset. I'm, you know, not great, but good. You know, I wasn't spinning circles looking straight up at the air. I get a moderate amount of kills, a pretty good KD ratio. But most any game, uh, like I say, I, I've been gaming for a long time. And so the mechanics of games come easy to me. So that leads me to believe, are my skill uh, levels dwindling? Am I getting worse at games? Is my brain perhaps getting old where my synapses don't fire as quickly to play the games effectively? I mean, you you can think of uh, myself as like, in, the, in terms of uh, like uh, sporting activities, you can think of myself as a, a guy that goes and plays basketball at a, a park or something and does pretty pretty good job in an easy pickup game. But that guy in the park would have no chance against a uh, NBA team. And so that's kind of how I feel like gaming is now. And I, I feel like where I could have in the past, even as early as, you know, 10 years ago, been a good competitive gamer that could have made probably some decent moolah on the professional gaming circuit. Now I just don't feel like I have kept up enough. And, and, and these guys too, like, I'm not trying to throw any shade toward these guys. These guys are practicing, you know, 10 to 14 hours every single day, not to mention all the organization it takes to get into these competitions, not to mention many of them have a full-time hustle like Twitch or YouTube that they're putting their gaming clips up on as well. I, I don't think I'm too old for video games. I just have less time. I'm, I'm gonna end. I'm gonna end uh, this show uh, here. I, I I can't compete with uh, national stars, but I still love this hobby. This hobby that I've shared with my brothers and my friends since I was little. I don't think I'll I'll ever be too old to play games. Hey, uh, Dustin, you, uh, you got a minute, got a minute to talk? Ar Archimedes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Come on in. You, you're kind of interrupting this recording, but, but sure, you know, we'll work around, we'll work around your schedule. You see, you see, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. Talking about what? This, this casual condescension, this, this eager dismissal. I've noticed your behavior around the office. Hey, I have been nothing but a diligent but this co behavior. A hey, man, thorough, this behavior. Excuse me, a thorough news host. And honestly, I thought, I thought a friend. Are you finished? And for my courtesy, for my professionalism, I am treated like a third wheel. There is... There is over 80 people that work on this team and none of them are treated like I am. Not Alan, not Tobias, and not even Rachel. Even though, you know, she microwaves her salmon and her eggs every day in the break room. And you left my show out of last week's promos. An honest mistake. I didn't even realize. And, 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 and Anthony... Didn't mention me once either. Take it up with Anthony. It, him and his team 
are responsible for the weekend wire and Monday Madness. I don't get access to promote my own show on social media. Archie, you know why. Hey, look at me. You know exactly why we didn't give you the social media accounts. But, 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 but hey, Besides, but you know, we, have a, we have a whole team that runs our social media presence. Look, you nearly got us banned on Twitter, lost us half a million followers on Facebook, and have a flotilla of people just hate commenting our shit on Instagram. I can be, be I can be better though. And 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 you took the movie news from Anthony me. Anthony covers that on Sunday. It was a division of labor. Look, you do an all right job, but and, you're very an sensitive. Right you're job? prone to Are outbursts. You're incredibly me? unprofessional at, news at times. Than anything we you ever brought you on, on this podcast because you you came very highly recommended. And and right now I'm having a hard time seeing why we should keep you Bullshit. in your position. Look, I'll sue. I'll you. have to talk to Anthony and and the other members of the board about it. I'm actually glad you came in tonight. I've, I've been meaning to talk to you for a few weeks now. This isn't done. I am, I'm not done with you, Dustin. You know, if that's all, you can see yourself out now. You know, as a contributing member of this podcast, I've got a show to Fuck do. Fuck you, you addled piece of shit coffee. Ooh, that was unexpected. <laughs> I'm so sorry you all had to hear that, uh, you know, especially to our, our longtime listeners. You know, we try and pride ourselves on keeping internal business, well, you know, just just that, internal. Uh, I hate to end the, end the show on this note, but I've got a, I got a couple phone calls to make, and I, gotta, I guess I got to come up with a, a game plan. You know, we got other shows. We got o, the OTE, uh, the Weekend Wire, Monday Madness. The news desk? I mean, I guess we'll see. All right. Have a good weekend, everybody. Cheers.